0: Welcome this week to Empowering Your Destiny with Dr. Carol Ann Abbott, where we will discuss what is your response to Christ's birth. Enjoy! Come on. Praise God! Hallelujah! Well, welcome to tonight's broadcast on Chris O'Rein for this week and also on Our podcast, Empowering Your Destiny. So, so glad that you're with us. And, um, you know, we're rapidly approaching Christmas. Um, Are our hearts ready? I think we need to see, are our hearts ready for the celebration of our Lord Jesus Christ? Last week, I spoke to you about the kingship of Jesus. Who is Christ our King? And today, I want to speak to you about three responses that we can have in response to Jesus' birth. So, let's look at the first one. The first one is the hostile response. And the person that depicts this best is King Herod. And we talked about him a little bit more at length last week when we talked about the kingship of Jesus Christ. Let's go to Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And it says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived unexpectedly in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Well, when King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked where the Messiah would be born. And last week, we talked about the prophecy that Jesus would be born in Jerusalem, that Jerusalem would, would, that's where the ruler would be born. So, we also spoke last week about Christ the King and His kingship and that Jesus is a good, just, and righteous King compared to Herod, who was a self-consumed, harsh, and a very insecure and evil ruler. In fact, it is said that he made a decree that when he died, he wanted random people throughout the region put to death so that somebody would be mourning when he died. That that is just really selfish and very self-absorbed, isn't it? So he could not stand the thought of someone else being king instead of him. And he was threatened when he even heard this prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ being born. You know, he was Herod saw himself as in charge and he had no plans to give up the spotlight or to give up any control, even... For a baby that would certainly be many years before he would be in any kind of authority as an adult. Yet Herod was very threatened. You know, in a similar way, some people, not to that extreme, but some people think of themselves as rulers over their own lives and have no intention of giving up any control of their life, let alone to anybody else, let alone to someone who would like to be Lord of their life and bring them into righteousness and goodness and blessing. They have no desire to surrender their lives to a sovereign like the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I think we need to pray for them. We need to pray for souls that are lost, that cannot consider anything beyond themselves or their own realm. This isn't a judgmental criticism. It's just that some people have no idea that there's someone greater than them that can that can lead them and that loves them and has blessing and strength and peace for them. Amen. So today, you know, we see belligerent people, you know, shaking their hand at any thought of the God of the Bible. In fact, many want to remove God and the Bible from all of our daily existence. They just can't wrap their minds around the thought that God became a baby and grew up to be a perfect man who died on the cross for the sins of the world. Again, we need to pray for those that do not yet know His love and His mercy. They find it easier to scorn the gospel than to let go of the sin of their sins and trust Christ. Amen. But I doubt that there's very many belligerent people right now here today that are hearing my voice or seeing this broadcast. So let's go on to the two other categories that you may fall into. the second, is the apathetic response. Matthew 2, verses 5 through 6, describes this kind of people. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, and this is the king speaking to Herod about the prophecy of Jesus. So it says, In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, Because this is what is written by the prophet. Because Herod was trying to find out information. In verse 6, it says, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, because out of you will come a leader who will shepherd my people Israel. So it's amazing that you would think that <coughs> excuse me that the inhabitants of Jerusalem would be excited that there's a sign that their messiah is coming or here yet this this religious crowd was really unmoved in fact it said that they were troubled so can you imagine it says christ will be born in bethlehem the wise men are saying they've seen the star that he's about to arrive and they didn't they didn't even have to think about it they they knew the facts they knew their religious teaching but yet they were unmoved at the thought that christ of christ having been born as a matter of fact it says all of jerusalem was troubled by the thought This, the, how can, they were just unmoved. You know, is it possible to know the story, but to miss Jesus? Is it possible to have heard the story over and over again, and yet become cold to it? You can know the story And spend all your time running around here and there to events or shopping or parties. And have no time or interest to do what this third group did. And this third group of of responders is the worshipful, worshipful response. The worshipful response. So there are many... Who showed up right away in that early time of Jesus' life. There were angels. It says a multitude of worshipping angels. In Luke 2 verse 13 and 14. Let's read that. Suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts with the angel. Praising God and saying... Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Imagine what this could have looked like. The heavens opened up, the sky filled with the host of worshiping angels filling the atmosphere. Perhaps the heavens were lit up Behind them with colors like the aurora borealis or the northern lights. Can you see the sky filled with, with these beautiful colors of heaven opening? And then the angels filling and electrifying the atmosphere with praise and worship to God. The angels proclaiming glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Wow. Wow. This is what the shepherds saw when they were in the field. And the angels announced to them that Christ the Messiah was being born that night. How how powerful is that? In the fields, these simple shepherds, simple people, lowly and humble, and they listened to the announcement from heaven... And they went eagerly and worshipped Jesus in awe and in amazement. In fact, Luke 2 verse 20 says, The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard, just as they had been told. Wow, I bet they were never the same. What an awesome sight. They were seeing and the words that they were hearing. And then when they found Jesus, right where they told them to go. What about the worshiping angels? You know, the angels that were worshiping God that night have been worshiping him since creation and they continue to worship him but they don't get bored they don't they are in constant awe of the presence of god and i just challenge us to cast off any apathetic um any apathetic view to worshiping the lord that you're like well i've heard i've heard the story every christmas Well, I just pray right now that your eyes and your ears would be opened to hear and experience something new in your spirit. I just pray for your spirit to awaken in Jesus' name, that you begin to hear the word of God with new ears like you've never heard before, and that the birth of of Christ, when you hear the scripture read this Christmas, when you read it for yourself, that truly you will have a new understanding. You'll come to a new excitement of the Lord in your life. Amen? So we've talked about the angels. We've talked about the shepherds. And then, eight days later, after Christ's birth, um, they went. To, Joseph and Mary went to the temple and in Jerusalem to dedicate Jesus on the eighth day. And there, they... They were met with Simeon and Anna in the temple. And those are stories that I won't have time to go into right now. But yet God spoke to their hearts about who Jesus was. And then they worshipped him. So I just challenge you to go and and study that in the scriptures. And that would be also in Luke 2, verses 22 through 38. It's not very long. But um, I believe that that could have great meaning for you as well, focusing on worshiping Christ, our Savior, at this time in this season of His birth, and then later the wise men, in Matthew two nine through twelve, it says, after hearing the king, they went on their on their way, and these are the the wise men, and there it was the star they had seen in the east. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed beyond measure. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him, Then they opened their treasures, and they presented him with gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. And they came, so listen, so this is very interesting. It says they came not to a baby, but to a child. So they had been searching for him for quite a while. Mary and Joseph have already left Bethlehem. They've been to Egypt. And now they're back in their own home. And Jesus is a a small child. And it says that they came to him at his home. And so, so this is really amazing. They've been diligent. They've been searching for quite a while now. If Jesus is one or two, however old he is now... This was not a weak search, but this was on camels. This was a lengthy search following this star. And so can you imagine if you've been searching for something, then all of a sudden you see a sign that you're close, like the star finally stops, it's over the house, they're in the right place. And what do they do? They open up their hearts. They give the the treasures that they brought, the gifts fitting for a king, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And they came to the home, they brought the gifts, and they worshiped him. They had a real experience that they were before a king. And they wanted to show their love, their adoration. And with that in mind, I want to ask you, what is your response this Christmas season? As we look at the Christmas story... Is it one who's belligerent, that wants to have nothing to do with God? I hope not. (laughs) Is it one (coughs) that might be apathetic? That, oh, I've heard this so many times, I'm just unmoved. I'm not moved anymore. Well, if that's you, I just want to pray for you right now. Lord God, I ask you to open their eyes, open their ears, and open their heart. For some reason, Lord God, you compel them to watch this today, to listen to this message today. And I ask you to release a miracle into their life. I ask you for their faith to rise up. I pray, Lord God, that when they hear the scriptures read this Christmas, when they hear this message, that their heart is going to be opened and their spirit is going to be quickened. To know that you are the Messiah, that you are the Son of God, and that God loves you. So Lord, I just pray right now for you to move upon their spirit, that you would give them a sign, that you would even bring them a miracle in this season, that they would know that it's only something that you could have done, that no man could have made it happen, or only you can make a stubborn person Uh, cause a miracle on their behalf. You know, sometimes the Lord causes our enemies to be our friends so that he can bestow favor upon us. Amen? So, I hope you're not in the belligerent category. I'm praying that God awakens your spirit to come out of any apathetic category of response. I'm praying that you are coming into the worshipful category, that when you hear about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you're seeing it in a new light, in a worshipful way, that you just, you're so compelled that you want to give your love and your praise to him. So, I think that we can be so humbled and inspired by the fact that Almighty God loves you so much that he would send his one and only son to earth to redeem you and all of mankind from our sinful nature to forgive us and to give us an opportunity. He's not forcing us, but he's giving us an opportunity to come back into fellowship with Father God. Through the suffering, the death, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, his only son, his firstborn son. He deserves to be worshipped. He deserves to be adored. I just want you to take an opportunity now and to consider. I, I want to give you an opportunity to confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Who died for each of our sins. If if you've never done this or if you just feel you want to rededicate your life to the Lord right now and you just ask him for a new beginning, you know, um, sometimes when we've had a bad day or things just don't go right or maybe we've acted up and, and uh, showed our ugly side and we want a new beginning, we just come to the Lord and we just plead the blood of Jesus over our sins and I always think of it, I don't know why, but like windshield wipers. Like, you know, you've got a rainy day and you can't see out of the windshield and you just need a new beginning. It's like windshield wipers remind me of the blood of Jesus and they just wipe things away and they give us new vision as we come under the blood of the Lamb. That He he forgives us and He helps us to see, to move forward and to see through what we couldn't see. And sometimes there's those storms of life and it just feels like a barrage of rain and wind and, and everything coming at us and we can't see our way forward. And how do we do it in a righteous way? When that happens, just plead the blood of Jesus over your life. But if this is the first time you've done this or you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, just repeat after me right now. Lord Jesus... I repent of my sins, and I believe that you are Jesus, the Son of God, the Son of God who died for me, I believe, and I want to follow you every day from now to eternity in Jesus' name. Lord, forgive me for every one of my sins, my imperfections, my weaknesses, any time I've harmed another, any time I've disobeyed your 10 commandments. Please forgive me now. Lord, I ask you right now to fill them with your holy spirit, to baptize them in your holy spirit. If you want to be filled right now, just say, Holy Spirit, come and baptize me afresh. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, that I will never be the same, that I can hear your voice, and that you will lead me forward from this day forward. In Jesus' name. So if you've done this for the first time, we just want to welcome you right now to the family of God. Praise God for you. Praise God for you. So welcome, and I just pray blessings over you in the name of Jesus. So I just want to want to encourage you to get in the Word of God daily, to get a Bible before you, and to become part of a local church that's based on the Word of God. If you're in the Indianapolis area, please reach out to us at Glory Point. We would love to have you come and fellowship with us. Um, you can reach us on the internet at glorypointministries.org and you may see a banner at the bottom of this uh, message but I'll say it once again glorypointministries.org so let me pray for you and and I want to pray for miracles for you so Lord God I just ask you to touch each person watching right now I ask you to open up their eyes and I know that it looks funny that I'm preaching to you with one eye. But uh, God is in the midst of healing my eye from a detached retina. And I have been through um, a period of interceding. And I have realized so many prayers to pray. And one of those is God's healing my eye. And I'll have my vision back soon, I believe. But I'm praying for your spiritual eyes to be open. And I, I wouldn't have thought to, to pray that or to pray many prayers until I went through this um, this situation. But it's been good because it's inspired me to pray and to pray things that, that I hadn't thought to pray. So Lord, because we can go along with, with being blind even, but if we're spiritually blind and our eyes are blind to God, that's a problem. Our spiritual vision is much more important than our natural vision. Do you see that? So, Lord God, I ask you to open their eyes and to give them understanding like Paul prayed, Lord God. Lord God, give them understanding. Give them wisdom, Lord God. I, there's, there's somebody out there, there's a family situation, and you're really having a hard time understanding each other. And I see that the Lord is going to touch that situation and He's going to open up your eyes. You 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 are you may be a believer, but you're dealing with some family members that aren't believers. And uh they may have a hard time understanding you, but God says, I want to give you understanding, my child. I want to give you understanding the peace and forgiveness that's going to flow through your heart, a peace that passes all understanding. And the Lord says you're going to bring peace into this situation because he's going to give you understanding. And I just feel that you're going to begin to hear his voice, maybe even for the first time. And you're going to speak into some areas. And God says he is going to, as you walk in peace, he's going to bring reconciliation to the family situation And he is going to repair some walls that have been broken down. He's going to repair some things because these are important relationships. They're not ones that are going to be cast aside easily. But the Lord says, we're not going to throw relationships away, but we're going to repair them. And the Lord says, I'm going to touch them. And you just keep letting your light shine. Keep walking in love. Keep walking in forgiveness. It doesn't make any difference what they say. Sometimes people are ignorant of what they're saying and they don't realize But the Lord says, just let it roll off your back. Just like, you know, chickens, you put them out in the rain and they soak up the water. Ducks have like an oil on their back and the water just, the rain just rolls right off of them. And the Lord says, let it roll off your back. Don't absorb it. Don't contemplate it. Don't meditate on whatever the insults might be. Just let it, let it roll off of you. And the Lord said, I know how to redeem your reputation. I know how to show them who you really are, but he says, For right now, we need to mend those relationships, says the Lord, and then I want to pray for miracles for you, so there was a miracle for for families right there, but Lord God, I just prophesy miracles, 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 I just see some financial reparation coming in something that's been owed to you and all of a sudden God is going to put conviction on somebody's heart and that debt is going to be paid that amount is going to be paid I'm hearing like $27,000 I'm hearing like a $2,700 but the Lord says I'm going to make them pay it back and the Lord says it's going to be right when you need it and the Lord says you're just going to rejoice because you're going to see that I'm faithful and you're going to know that I love you And you're going to know that I can give you favor with me, favor with man, even favor with your enemies, says the Lord. So right now, I just released Christmas miracles and even miracles for a brand new beginning in 2022. So praise God. I just pray angels round about your household. Remember to get into the word. Have some intimate time with the Lord right now. And this time as we're entering into Christmas week. And just be faithful. Just give your love to him and worship him and ponder those. Look at the scriptures and just ponder Christ's birth and let the Lord show his birth to you in a brand new light. So we love you and thank you for being with us. This has been Empowering Your Destiny. And I am Pastor Carol Ann Abbott. So thank you for being with us and we look for you next week. Amen. God bless you.